It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast, the midweek edition prior to Glasgow. This podcast comes to you in association with Murty Rabbits, the home of the Connacht Clan. I'm Rob Murphy. On the podcast this week, a little later, Alan Deegan. But for now, Lindy McKenzie, welcome along. Afternoon, Rob. And William Davis, welcome along. Hi, Rob. Well, we had a press conference a little bit different than normal, William. Yeah, they just decided to change it around a little bit today. So we talked to two players who just come straight off the pitch after training. And they were Finlay Bealham and Paul Boyle. And then we had a chat with uh, Pete Wilkins, uh, who's the defence coordinator for Connacht. So uh, let's hear what they had to tell us. Funny, a good hard training session out there today in pretty grim conditions at the sports ground. Yeah, as far as conditions go at the sports ground, that was... uh, very typical. It was uh, windy, rainy, and cold. So, but I uh, know we got a really, really good session in there. Um, I think with the short turnaround, it's it's mainly about making sure the the lads are ready to go on Friday night, and you know, especially after a really physical game on Saturday. But yeah, good session out there. Good win at the weekend. Maybe performance a bit stuttering on occasions, and they're a challenge. That because just the way they play is so uh, in your face and all action. So it must be. Pleased though to get get the result and, and to get this final series of games off for the win. Yeah, look, they're they're a quality side and uh, they have some, some serious serious fo- footballers in their team. And uh, it took us a little while to get started um, last weekend, especially after you know after the break. But um, look to get a win against the Cheaters, who are you know right in our tails um, in the conference. Um, it was always good. No, Glasgow. Uh, difficult place to go. Uh, 4G pitch. They play a fast game. They did Connacht a favour because they took points off Cardiff uh, for for you, but they're a big challenge at home. Yeah, mate, massive challenge. Uh, we we know what to expect going there. Uh, I've been there for a few years, and it's always a quick, uh, really quick game with lots of physicality as well. So, um, look, we we're well aware of the challenges that they present and. We're really looking forward to getting out there on Friday and um, hopefully, hopefully have a bit better, bit, bit better weather here, a uh, bit better weather over there than we have here, but uh, have a uh, good spectacle. And is it a sort of a free hit for Connick? Is this a game that you can really go at because they're ahead of you in the table? Um, they're not a, di- I mean, they're a rival, but it's a game where maybe you. If you're going to do something there, you're going to have to really go at it. I, I don't think you could, is it. Could you grind out a win there, or do you have to just really shoot from the hip? Look, I think um, yeah. Regardless of the game, you've always got to stick to what's worked for you. And um, look, we've we've got some really good structures and systems here um, under Nigel and Friendy, and then on the other side of the ball with uh, with Pete Wilkins. So look, um, we won't be changing too much. We'll be sticking to our guns and. Uh, we've got a plan going in there on Friday and we'll look to execute it as, as best as possible. Paul, this is an interesting challenge for Connacht. You've got off with a good win against the Cheetahs and it's a matter of keeping the momentum going now on Friday night. Exactly, yeah. We, we just finished. Uh, we just got off our break there before the Cheetahs and we said, look, we're going to focus. We have three games. We have Cheetahs, Glasgow and Osprey, so it's, it's a nice little block to focus on. We're one down with a good win, so hopefully now we can add to that on Friday night against Glasgow. Performance on Saturday was good in parts, and you got the job done. But uh, you need to up the accuracy a bit for for Glasgow, who tend to play a very fast-moving game. Yeah, we we did a stat in in the team room there uh, where Glasgow had the ball and play uh, for the most time out of any Pro 14 team. So we don't know what to expect that way on Friday night. It'd be really high tempo, but we like we like to play with tempo as well. So it should be a good game. 
The Irish internationals uh, were back at the weekend there. Have they brought a certain buzz to the camp and just the feeling that they've been away? Uh, Jack Carty had a really good game. His confidence seems to be on a top level. Does that bring everybody up? Yeah, it does. Look, uh, a good few of them came back with, with confidence being selected and they obviously trained well and they come back with a, with a good bit of knowledge as well, which always adds to the squad. So whether we have them or not, um, they, they'll add something, but we're ready to go no matter what team we have out as well. And looking at this block of games, the Ospreys coming up and then a little break, is, is there a feeling around now that this is the serious part of the season? This is really when you've got to get the job done now. There's, there's very little room for manoeuvre. It's just about winning and garnering points. Exactly. Going into every week, uh, the focus is obviously to put on a good performance and, and win the game. But week by week, I know it's a bit cliche, but we're focusing week by week. And if, if we build results that way, got, it'll go a long way to helping us uh, finish near the top of the table and hopefully win. You hoping to get a start on Friday night? Well, yeah, there's a lot of competition, but uh, we'll see what team they pick and, and hopefully it goes well. Pete Wilkins. Good training session just gone on there. Uh, this is the really busy, hard part of the season. You've got to get it done now, haven't you? Yeah, we do. And, uh, you know, as you said, we trained very well this morning in, in testing conditions with the wind and the rain. I thought our accuracy was very good in attack and we had a real, uh, real bite and intensity about our defence. So you can see that guys are realising it's that, that end of the season. And again, another game against um, a, a team in our conference and, and a lot to play for in terms of the points on offer. So. Uh, no, there's an excitement around the place and um, you know, real determination as well. 15 games in, is it a fair comment to say Connacht really haven't absolutely played? I, I, you can never play a perfect game, but you haven't really hit your straps completely yet. There's still little things going wrong and you get the feeling that if, if you really hit it, you could tear some, some team apart. Some team might be in line for, for getting a real thrashing here. Yeah, we, we've certainly not played the perfect game yet this year, and and as you said, it's uh, it's an ongoing process. But you know, I think that probably reflects this season. It's one a constant improvement, and um, you know, each week we're looking to build on what we've learnt and, and what we've practiced. Um, you know, and whether that comes together in um, you know a, a, a genuine thrashing or someone that's to be seen. That's probably more out of our control. It's about about building on the previous week, and um, you know that Cheetahs game first half. We we certainly looked like we hadn't played for a couple of weeks. So I thought I thought we were a little bit rusty mentally in terms of our speed of thought in attack and defence there was no lack of effort um, but you know we dug our, ways out, dug our way out in the second half and, and found a way to win that will give the guys huge confidence going to this week which then feeds into you know the execution side of things the intensity and, and you know, that, that sort of next step closer to, um, to the perfect performance if, if there ever is one. If you start that slowly again it could be a very tricky night I mean you were 12-0 down it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a situation to be in at home um, but they did drag themselves back. But is that something you have to work on? You've got to, hit, you know, the referee's whistle goes. You've got to be up and at it. Yeah, it's actually been a strength of ours. In fairness, this season, you know, I've had questions previously about what's the secret behind us starting so well. So, you know, it's not something that we feel is uh, an inherent problem with what we're doing. I just think the, Steeta, the, the cheetahs started very well. Um, they'd had games over the last two to three weeks. They, they were match sharp, and, and they were sharper than us. Um, and as you said, we shipped some points at the start of the game there, but we actually scrambled well to prevent further points um, and, and built our way into the game. So certainly not panic stations. We were disappointed with the way we started it, and we reviewed it pretty frankly this morning. And uh, you know, as a team and uh, and in one-on-one, so guys have got the message about what's acceptable, and, and I think the way that they 
they uh, we came out and played in the second half and, and equally the way we trained this morning for what that's worth um, you know shows that guys have, have taken the lesson from that and uh, now we'll be looking to start fast against Glasgow as we have done in, in most of the games this season and, and look to lay down a marker over there. And Glasgow what I mean they're ahead of you in the conference they were very impressive at times on Saturday night against Cardiff and at times it was a bit of a mess but they're what are you expecting from them? Because they're a side that they move that ball around pretty quickly. They're very sharp. Yeah, they are very sharp, and and I think even in these international windows, they've got they've got really good uh, strength and depth. That, that's been a feature for them uh, over over previous seasons in these international windows. The depth of their squad has got them wins in in those sorts of games. Um, you know, for us, I, I think they are sharp, and they've got you know huge ability or huge potential to score points. If you give them the time and space to do so, you know, if we take away their time and space, and if there's then a huge amount of physicality at the end of that, then you know you're starting to take them out of their comfort zone and make them less likely to be able to play the play the game that they want to play. So um, they they certainly have ability and, and they have you know they're very well coached, but at the same time there's a lot that's controllable for us as a defence as a defence in terms of our intensity and and our work to take away that time and space from from their key players and and you know on the back of that hopefully force errors and get our own chance to to assert our attacking game. We would like to thank the Connacht Rugby Supporters Club, the Connacht Clan, for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out connachtclan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com and follow Connacht Clan on Twitter Instagram and Facebook for all your supporting needs. All right, last voice you heard there was Pete Wilkins. Before him, uh, we heard from Finley Beelham and Paul Boyle, of course, as well. Always interested to hear all of them. Uh, Pete Wilkins, he'll give you lots of detail and give you a good bit of insight into what they're trying to do. Yeah, I think, look, it's it's the serious part of the season now. They came into this with seven Pro 14 games left. Now there's six. Uh, they have a win under their belt didn't hit the heights performance wise on Saturday at times but they got the job done and that is the key now they got a couple of results that went their way Ulster did us a big favour in the Ospreys Glasgow did us half a favour against Cardiff if they kept tackling for another two minutes Cardiff would have got no points as well and that's what you're looking for now it's, all these games matter because it's an opportunity for teams that are chasing you to slip up or to get something that maybe you wouldn't get so it's fascinating time uh, obviously the Six Nations are on so Connacht players there's the six of them have gone off to the Ireland large squad I don't know how many of them will be retained for Sunday's match in Rome uh, that's a great opportunity for all of them and it's uh, it's just full on rugby at the moment and it's come round very quickly it's a quick turnover they're playing on Friday night in Glasgow Yeah we'll do a little bit more on permutations and, and, and what the table looks like a little bit later William does his usual roundup on the fixtures but we might talk after that about what Connick might need to achieve Lenny before we get to the breaking news as we have it today as we record this here uh, which is of course just confirmation that six players back involved with Ireland more on that and on I just wanted to go back to the weekend that was a tougher test than they expected uh, I was one of the things I was highlighting post game was the 90% tackle count which equaled Connick's from the Cheetahs just underlined that they came to play and defensively they were strong and I was thinking back to it couple like 17 all 
Cheetahs gave away a silly penalty for going beyond the ruck and taking the player out. At that stage, they were pushing for four, maybe five points in the game. They could be one of Connick's key rivals for the playoffs, uh, depending on how the season plays out. And that was a massive result for Connick. It was a huge result. Um, I think I don't think Connacht took this game for granted, which was, and I think Andy Friend had actually pretty much stated beforehand that this was a team that had gained momentum and was probably performing the best of any of the the teams in the Pro 14 in these latter stages. And although they had lost to, to Connacht over there, I think that they did come over here, and you could see by the way they played. There was a there's a there is a, a kind of a, a different swagger about them. There's a there's a confidence. They came to play. They never they never really stopped playing. But and both sides, I think Andy Friend said afterwards that you know both sides made mistakes. They did, and unfortunately, it was the mistake that the cheaters made with that with that late penalty that gave Connacht the lead that really put the nail in the coffin for them and I think after that it was really all I mean like Connacht enjoyed a superb second half and but the cheaters are they they're only they're in sixth place but if you think about it, there's only really a few points between. So it could as well be us in sixth place as opposed to the cheaters, mm. you know. So everyone is really very close, in, you know, in terms of the, particularly the third, fourth, fifth, sixth places. So, I, you know, you don't, don't write the cheaters off. Like most teams in that kind of position, pushing for a playoffs, it makes sense that then you're losing lots of players to the international team because you're one of the forms form sides. Six players now back involved with Ireland. Uh, but no Kieran Marmion. No surprise there? No. Uh, he only played 22 minutes of the weekend. I have a suspicion he will start in Glasgow oh, uh, because I think Ireland will want him to start. I know they don't pick the team, but if he's going to get back into Six Nations reckoning, I think he has to start and play a significant part in one game. Uh, now, he could maybe be held off for a start against the Ospreys in, in the, the lag week, the two weeks that uh, before the next Six Nations game. So that, that's a possibility. But he'll be banging on the door to get back on the bench, I think, for the final two games. But um, six players there, and uh, that's tend to, testament to the fact that they're, they're playing well. This is the big squad. It'll be knocked down to 23 uh, on Friday, I assume, or maybe Saturday. I don't know when they'll announce because it's a Sunday, one of these Sunday Six Nations games. It sort of drifts away a little bit. It's, uh, it's l- further away than we realise. Yeah, that nearly caught me by surprise. I actually hadn't paid attention to what day that game was on. Yeah, Lindley Tots, uh, I mean, there's no surprise, but it's, it's good to see all the same players you know that were involved earlier were still involved well I think you know that's part of Joe Schmidt's philosophy there's no point bringing in the likes of Tom Farrell and and Caelan Blade in the early part of the training mm. and they're not bringing them back for the rest you know for the rest of the season it, it de- defeats the purpose mm. of introducing these young players to see how good they are so no no you know Surprises that they've all gone back into the camp, and no surprises that, as as William said, that Kieran's not there because he's not quite ready yet to be back in the Irish training setup at the moment. And great to see Alton Delan in there again. His form was leading to man of the match at the weekend. I mean, obviously we talked about that a little bit in the podcast at the weekend, but you know he's a man in great form. The, the replacement appearance against Scotland. Yeah, you can see you can, you can see it in in Alton this season and in the last few games that renewed confidence, that galloping, the galloping Alton when he gets the ball, you know, and puts his head down and goes for it, and that's a sign. That's a sign of 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 an Alton to land who is who's now confident, but it's also a sign that reflects where Connacht is at at the moment as well, and that's you know a team with momentum, with confidence that has been imbued by the coaching setup here this season, and you know both. The players and Connacht are reaping reaping the rewards from it.
Seven games in the Pro 14 last weekend. We started on Friday night with three matches. Edinburgh 34, Dragon 17. Munster 43, Southern Kings nil, And a very important result for Connacht. Ospreys nil, Ulster 8. On Saturday, four games were down for decision. Zebra 24, Leinster 40. Benetton 25, Scarlets 19. Connacht 25, Cheetahs 17. And the final game of the weekend, Cardiff Blues 34, Glasgow Warriors 38. Now let's look at those tables. Conference A, all sides have played 15 games. Munster on top, 11 wins, 4 defeats, 53 points. Glasgow Warriors in second with 10 wins, 5 losses, 51 points. And now the news is good for Connacht because they're into third, 8 wins, 7 losses, 42 points. The Ospreys are in fourth with 8 wins and 7 losses on 38 points. Cardiff Blues, 7 wins, 8 losses, but 10 bonus points gets them onto 38 points. And the Cheetahs, who were coming with a little bit of a run, knocked back a bit by that defeat by Connacht now on 6 wins, 1 draw, 8 losses on 36 points, but a difficult couple of weeks coming up for them with 2 away games and then a 3rd away game when we come back after the final Six Nations break. Bottom of the table, Zebra, 3 wins, 12 losses, 18 points. Conference B, it's a one-horse race at the top. Leinster, 15 played, 13 wins, 2 losses, 11 bonus points, 63 points. They are away and out the gap, but behind them, it's quite a chase. In second place, Edinburgh, with 8 wins and 7 losses on 41. Benetton Treviso, 8 wins, 1 draw, 6 losses on 41. Ulster are in fourth with eight wins, two draws, five losses on 39. The Scarlets, seven wins, eight losses, 36 points. Dragons with 19 points are in six with four wins and 11 losses. And the Southern Kings at the bottom of that table, two wins, 13 losses, but they have picked up 11 bonus points. So they're also on 19. Just looking around at our opponents in... Europe in the quarterfinal at the end of March. Sale. Northampton Saints 67, Sale 17. An absolute thrashing for Sale in their first Premiership back match back after the break. Adge McGinty back playing for them. He wasn't able to do much. That's a bit of a dent to their table position. And that defeat has knocked them down to 8th in the Gallagher English Premiership. And I don't think we can let it pass. Perpignan have won a game in the top 14 on Saturday. Montpellier 10, Perpignan 28. They're still resolutely at the bottom of the table. 12 points adrift of Grenoble in 13th. But Perpignan's record now reads, played 16, won 1, drew 0, lost 15. And I'm sure that has cheered them up down in Perpignan. The Connacht Clan annual table quiz will take place on Thursday 7th of March in Mercy Rabbits at 7.30pm. All proceeds from the quiz will go directly to the Galway Hospice. Tables are €40 Euro with a max of four per table. All are welcome. See connachtclan.com for more details. Well, the Six Nations is back next weekend, but there's also a full round of Pro 14 games. All these kickoff times are Irish. On Friday evening, Glasgow Warriors play Connacht. 
and the Ospreys play Munster. Both of those games kicking off at 7.35. And then at 7.55, Leinster entertain the Southern Kings. On Saturday, three matches are down for decision. At 1pm, Benetton take on the Dragons. And at 7.35pm, Ulster entertain Zebra and Edinburgh take on the Cardiff Blues. The final game of the weekend is on Sunday, where the Scarlets take on the Cheetahs, and that's got a 1pm kickoff. In the Six Nations, we start with the women's fixtures on Saturday. At 6.45pm, Italy will play Ireland. And at 8pm, France play Scotland. The final game in the Women's Six Nations this weekend is on Sunday, when Wales take on England at 12.30. All the under-20s matches are being played next Friday evening. At 6pm, Italy will take on Ireland. At 5 past 7, Wales take on England. And at 8pm, France take on Scotland. And finally, in the Six Nations Championship itself, on Saturday, France and Scotland play at 2.15pm. Wales and England play at 4.45pm. And on Sunday, Italy take on Ireland at 3pm. All right, William, good stuff. Love that segment. Always nice to remind yourself of who's playing well. I forgot when Ireland were playing at the weekend. Never mind what Pro 14 games were on, so that's handy to know. I was looking at the table, though. Do love to start to predict exactly what Connacht will need. I think the Cheetahs are going to get 14 out of 15 in their last three games because they're at home. If they pick up one more win, they become a contender. Should they win against the Scarlets, who are struggling at the weekend? For, so we can't write them off. The good news is, though, the other two contenders, uh, the Ospreys and Cardiff, still have to come to Connacht. Connacht have to win both those games anyways. They probably have to beat Treviso. Do you have to win in Zebra? Yes. Do they need four wins? Yes. Would, would four wins definitely be enough? No. Ah. But I think it it would get them very, very close, especially if, if you've taken Cardiff and the Ospreys out of the equation a bit. And other teams might do us a favour against those sides, and other teams mightn't do us a favour, and they might bounce back. I think the Cheetahs are in a difficult position. They have three away games to play. They've got uh, Scarlets, Leinster. They're not going to win in Leinster. And... They've, they, they've, they're, they're not going to win in Leinster. Uh, I think they targeted this game, and I think they were very disappointed. I think that's one thing we might have missed. They really expected to win this game. Uh, they were in. Some of them were very upset on with that, just with the performance and the mistakes. Uh, then they've got to fly up here and play Glasgow. That's that's a tough schedule to have to fly up, play one game, go home. I know they've the three home games. I think they've just left it a little bit too late. All right, Lindley, thoughts? I mean, we heard, I should tell our listeners, Alan's joined us as well, so that was him in the background, kind of just wondering, maybe. If, yeah, if, if, yeah, yeah. If it, we'll bring you in a second. Uh, Glasgow, four first day, of all. Four-day turnaround for Leinster for them, playing on Sunday against the Scarlets and then playing Friday night in, in Dublin. They'll be, they'll, be on the pl- they'll be on the plane home, I think, at that stage. <laughs> Lindley, but the Glasgow game comes up now. Fair enough that I've been, and most of us have been kind of saying, right, Glasgow Munster away, they're the ones we're likely to lose. Yet, everyone keeps saying this particular Glasgow victory, and the Munster one because it's the last round, the Munster might be true. Not definite, not definite that uh, the home teams are going to win those either. Well, no, nothing's definite, particularly during the Six Nations period. And as we know, that Glasgow will have you know quite a lot of internationals mm. unavailable to them. Now that said, they they you know do have a strong squad, probably one of the the, the biggest. Exactly. Some resulting absolutely. Interestingly enough, talking to Pete Wilkins, you know we're chatting about that in Glasgow and the fact that you know Connor do have a very poor record over there against Glasgow, and he says they look upon it in the same way they looked upon. 
Ulster and they looked upon the other team. Uh, teams where Connacht have had a poor record and they look upon it as achieving another milestone and I guess if Connacht go in with that attitude of looking to achieve another milestone as another incentive particularly during this period of the Six Nations you can never write Connacht off if if they perform you know to the levels of which they're capable. Alan Deegan's joined us producing and editing this week's podcast I'll introduce you with this question nine wins from 12 three losing bonus points and the three defeats in all competition that's why Connacht should go into this game feeling like they have every chance Absolutely if you look at there's only one game this year that they haven't got a losing bonus point in um, and that was against Leinster who are by far the best team in the competition yes Glasgow are probably the second best team or close enough to be in the second best team but they're not going to be at full strength where Leinster were for that match um, so yeah I'd expect Connacht to come in be in with a chance and you're looking at um, Kieran Marmion is not picked in the Irish squad so he's going to be there so you've got an out half in, in either Dave Horowitz or a Conor Fitzgerald um, who have got an international class scrum half who's played against the All Blacks and they're going to be feeding them which will give them a lot of confidence I would assume which will help you know guys outside them um, not to this you know Blady or, or um, Mitch but you know having Kieran Marmion looking to try and prove a point that he should be in an Ireland squad should help these guys who haven't had a huge amount of game time this year um, you know you've got the front five is going to be relatively unchanged I know Delan is in that squad so we might see him back we might not um, but you're still looking at a front five who are very solid um, and the back row it's, where there's lots of competition so yeah I'd, I'd expect Connacht to do quite well in this game You're not worried about the pitch this time because it's not like Cardiff's pitch it's one of the better new surfaces isn't it? Yeah I think it's a good artificial surface um, I think Glasgow's approach to these games when they're short of players is quite interesting. They really just go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they move into a different mode. It's like Dave Rennie just says, go out there and play rugby. Because yeah. both sides scored five tries. And we've been involved in games with them like that as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a different mindset. They don't actually try to play a conservative... They, they play a more conservative game plan at times when they have all their players. Um, they both scored five tries in, in the match against Cardiff. You know, Glasgow went to sleep at the end of that game, gave away two tries. They had that game easily won. They were quite impressive. Mm. They ran very hard. Their kicking game was superb. Peter Horn at 10 ran the game for them. Mm. So I'll be interested to see how they set up. That might actually give Connacht an in because if there is a bit of space and there's a, there's a few errors, which did occur against Cardiff, I, I don't think Connacht can go to grind it out there either. I think it could be a shootout game. Um, and then the surface only just adds to that well it does and uh, the weather conditions apparently look reasonable it's not going to be wet it's not going to be windy and it might even be almost mild for Glasgow they're talking about 10 degrees at kickoff. what? So, yeah 10 degrees uh, in February in Glasgow um, I think some of my coldest experience because I wasn't in Grasny were in Glasgow yep it's, it's, it's a slightly isolated little ground that but it, uh, you can never talk about cold in this part. Like, no, like when is no. the moratorium in this? Like ten years time, we'll be able to say that was a really cold night. We don't have to mention Grasnier. No, um, but I think it's a fascinating game. I I think a bonus point would be a good result for Cardiff, uh, Cardiff for Connacht, but the key is to stay in it. They're going to have to cut out some of the errors they made on Saturday, and they're going to have just have to be more accurate. If they drop the ball, if they kick badly, Glasgow will punish them the way they set up. So. Um, it's an opportunity, but it's almost a shot to nothing, I think. It's, but they have to go for it. I don't think you can grind it out there. Yeah, Lindy, it's shot to nothing, but you want to keep the momentum going because it could affect how you perform against the Ospreys as well. If they come in with a win, they're going to be in better form. Oh, absolutely. And it's also going to put the Ospreys under pressure if they do come in you know, with a win. That Connacht aren't, you know, that Connacht are infallible is the word I was trying to think of. Um, I think the 4G pitch is going, uh, you know... 
is going to suit the way both teams play like to play the game. It's going to be fast, it's going to be open. I think the key might come down to in fact is Pete Wilkinson's defensive system. And you know, it has it's been it's been pr- pretty solid all season. But I think on that pitch, you know, and the experience I think of some of those Glasgow players they are very experienced. They'll have a few tricks up their sleeve, I would imagine. And I think Connett's attack will be under pressure. Up front, they've got Wiley campaigners as well. Um, I think, you know, I think it's a toss, to be perfectly honest, who could yeah. win this game. I really do. And that's why Connett have a great chance of winning it, just in the same way as that Glasgow are going to think the same thing. You know, and just remember that teams without a lot of internationals sometimes actually have great incentive those players who come in have great incentives to play because they don't have that many opportunities so in that sense Glasgow can be very dangerous Just enough time for an injury update from Alan Yeah, for no new injuries at the weekend um, Dominic Robertson McCoy uh, rolled his ankle but they're, they're not expecting that to cause any, any problems um, he came on and played very well at the weekend I have to say um, Sean O'Brien is back Conor McKeown is back available and Nee Adiolokan is back available for selection. So, yeah, all looking good on the, on the injury front. All right, that's it from us. Just time to ask listeners to recommend us to other people. Really important listeners. There's loads of ways you can support us. You can get onto Patreon and give us a few quid. Price of a cup of coffee or herbal tea. Exactly. Afternoon tea. Morning coffee. I like a coffee in the morning. Just help us out once a month. Just one a month is all we're saying. We're not asking to pay for all our teas because, my God, I buy a coffee a day. So, no, that would be amazing sponsorship. If you want to do that, that's fine. William is just noting there. That's, then we're not against that either. But, by and large, uh, anything you can do. But there's other ways you can help too. As I, uh, I like to call it, not so volunteering. Just tell your friends about us. And uh, we get more listeners out of that. And we really appreciate it. So, thanks for joining us. That's it for us. It is indeed. Thanks, Rob. We're competing with other podcasts by the sound things in the background. Thanks, William. Good evening, Rob. Good evening. Bye, Lindley. Enjoy the weekend. Who's going to Glasgow? Yeah, uh, Glasgow. It's a 7.35 kickoff. Um, myself and William will be there. William's on commentary. I'm on co-commentary. Um, Galway Bay FM will be there. Dun, 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 dun.